Hello and welcome to Games by Numbers podcast. Uh, my name is Joe McGrath. I'm joined, as always, by... Abdul. And, of course... Marty. Yes, we're here with a very uh, special podcast today because we're going to be looking at something a bit different. We normally focus on the five biggest questions uh, going around the biggest leagues in Europe. And your questions, keep them coming in because we will answer them next week. At Games by Numbers PD, keep them questions coming in. Uh, we'll make sure we'll answer them next week. But this week, we're going to focus on the international break and the international team uh, that we all support here, England. England, uh, they are going to be hopefully in the Euros uh, coming up in 2020 and we're going to be looking at what team we think will be travelling that 23-man squad all around Europe really I was going to say a single in uh, country then but forget that it's going to be all around uh, Europe we're going to go down the list from goalkeepers uh, defenders midfielders and strikers and maybe talk about the ones that are unlucky and just missed out we will start by sort of putting a, uh, the squad out there and then you can debate and we can all debate with who we think will be in that 23 England man squad first of all we'll definitely get into uh, Euro 2020 aren't we Abdul? Um, yeah, even though that hiccup, you could say the first loss in like 10 years in a qualifier. That's because England's group are always rubbish, let's be yeah. honest. Because if you think about it, England have been rubbish for like, since I've been born. <laughs> <laughs> and they still seem to qualify for everything, bar like the one freak time where they lost to Croatia or whatever. And they didn't, which was like literally 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so again, like, yeah, I expect them to. It looks like they are. Um, I think mathematically they're pretty much guaranteed I think so yeah I'm always very wary of like stats in international football as well yeah. like a goal against a team that you've booked a friendly against counts as much as the World Cup final <laughs> yeah. basically yeah have you seen uh, like if you I don't know if you watched any of Scotland against San Marino oh, yeah. do you know what really did me in with there was the manager's comments after say we kick on from here like what you're going to get the win <laughs> like, this is the turning point we deserve <laughs> shut up Braver <laughs> it should have been like 10 John McGinniester <laughs> yeah. McGinn scored a first half hat trick he could have had five it's Scott crazy. McTominay did like an absolute nutty dribble on the left like took the man on like cut back in and then like put a mad cross in I'm like this is not, this is like Ronaldo, not McTominay. <laughs> Honestly, it's awful, like, judging international football like that. It's mental. Well, if the Euros uh, do come to England, and obviously you've got the final happening at Wembley, uh, we will have a 23-man squad to pick. Uh, Gareth Southgate will be picking it, but today, uh, for one day only, and if you want to get your opinions as well, we're going to have Martin Abdul picking their 23-man uh, squad. What we'll do is I'll either pick you, Abdul, or you, Marty, to go with what you think will be in this formation, this position, uh, and then we'll debate it out. So we're going to start with goalkeepers. Actually, I'm going to ask, who wants to go first? Who wants to put forward their goalkeepers for the tournament first? Do you want to go? Yeah, I think mine are My. pretty standard. I think they're the three that are currently in the squad. So it's obviously Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope and Dean Henderson. Um, Mine's just, uh, I've just gone with Nick Pope instead of, uh, sorry, I've gone with Heaton instead of Nick Pope. Fair. So I'm, I'm happy Dino's in though. Okay, yeah, so yeah, what was I've your thinking there? Um, I think I'm just going to go off sort of, it's a bit of a mix. You think Pickford's, of course, you know, not having the greatest time at Everton, but as a team, they're not particularly great. Again, you can compare that with Maguire at United, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's 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 good on the ball. I think he's a good kicker of the ball. He finds his man quite well with those long kicks. So you'd understand why Southgate would want him in. Um, I'm potentially, obviously, guaranteed starter, pretty much. Moving on to Heaton now. The reason I picked him, I really like Nick Pope. I think he's a brilliant shop stopper. I think he's... He's definitely one of the underrated keepers right now in Europe, mm-hmm. I, th- I think. But I think he has just done it for such a long time, where season in, season out, you see him frustrate the big teams in those games and really step up, and you rarely ever see him make a mistake. Um, 
and I think he's just out of that age where it's perfect to step in in a tournament where if it's not going well for Pickford or if it's not going well for Henderson, if he gets a chance, that that's your guy. Uh, but yeah, I do get the logic as well with Nick Polk. But, but would you say who would you say you start? Because it's a bit of a weird one with the keepers. It's like a bit usually picks out the same players. Yeah, that yeah. is the that is a key question. You bring in your three goalkeepers um, to to the tournament, but who is the guy on the team sheet? Who starts for England? I'd I'd go. Uh, I'd, I'd, I think you'd have to wait until the season ends. Yeah, but it's, going it's off now. Say, yeah, current form. Current form, I'd probably go Henderson. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Dean Henderson's got the best safe percentage of any English keeper in the Premier League. So that's 76%. I think only Hugo Lloris and Allison have got higher safe percentages. Obviously, Allison has played like 30 minutes of football mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. That's really, really impressive. Obviously, made that mistake recently against Liverpool. What I liked about that is you could see how he picked himself up straight away. Yeah. And then stopped that 1v1 with Salah. So, obviously, great personality, big personality as well. Really good goalkeeper. I think the other thing with Henderson as well, before we move on from the keepers, is I do have a feel that. United, are, you could say, under threat of losing De Gea, even in January. Like, if things aren't going well, and a team like Juventus or PSG, like, maybe even PSG in particular, because I think Juventus is doing well with Chesney, but, you know, PSG don't fancy having Navas as the number one throughout, and they go, oh, we want De Gea. That's, like, the big, you know, keeper that they've always wanted to sort of dip into. So, if they go for De Gea and then he Henderson gets a call back, something mad like that, then yeah. he'd almost guarantee himself just because of, you know how it is with like, if you're at a top club yeah. in England. If, if you're Man United starting goalkeeper yeah. and you're English, you're going to start for England. You, you will yeah. start for England. It's like mm. the standard. So if that that could be like a more random extra surprise, you know. It could be a surprise, yeah. a big surprise. Uh, England's goalkeepers, uh, you know, you've had that sort of steadiness of what was Joe Hart in the uh, the, the sort of late 10s and then the last, see, see, uh, last World Cup. Pickford it, it is... His crown kind of got taken away from him. What's happened in Pickford's career that you think uh, has allowed Dean Henderson to sort of take that number one spot? Um, I do think... I think Pickford hasn't asserted his authority as of yet in terms of like a a world worldy sort of goalkeeper. He, the potential is still there because, yeah. you know, goalkeepers, they don't really look at their best until you'd say like 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. How, Pickford's still under 25, is he? Uh, I think he might be 25, 26 now. Yeah. But, but he's still, like, he's still, he's young. still yeah, before yeah, yeah, his He's prime quite years. fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd expect them to like thirty. Usually, is where like this is what a keeper is. Like you're saying, like you're getting into like the world elevens debate sort of thing. Um, but again, he's still got a lot to learn, and they're all in with a shot. He, he's got to really assert his authority and save points for Everton almost as De Gea did yeah. when United were like in that situation. You've got to sort of that. You've got to be the talking point at the end of many games where you're like. Well, he's keeping them in the top half of the table. That yeah. sort of thing. That's what you want to be hearing about Pickford, really. Yeah, I also think some of the things that Pickford has asked to do in the bigger games don't complement him very well. Obviously, there was that Liverpool game where I think he had 30% pass accuracy and he was just going long all the time. Yeah. And obviously, that doesn't look as nice as someone like you know Dean Henderson, who's playing with Sheffield, yeah. playing like a really attacking brand of football, really smart brand of football. And I think some of Marco Silva's traits and how he likes his team to build up sort of paint Pickford in that light but then he yeah. he's probably going to that is a good point cause under a better manager soon we're, we're going to get onto this as well with the midfielders that I've picked but it's like you've got to look at players certain times as well how would they play under England uh, under Southgate for England yeah. compared to the club you know even from the goalkeeper things can you know really change the way you go to your centre-back so if you've got to go longer you might not be they might not be using your strength as much yeah and I think the last thing I just add is I think both our defences are quite young 
So yeah. maybe you want to keep Pickford in there rather than Rashford. Henderson. Yeah, well, let's get into that then. Defenders, right, Marty, it's your turn. Go with it. Let's go with the defenders uh, for yourself and list them out and then we'll get the debate underway. So we're going Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Joe Gomez, Fikayo Tamore, Axel Tuinzebi, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Aaron Wampsaka. How many have done that list after have you got in your 23? Um, Pretty much, I think, the same bar one. Bar um, one? Yeah, I've gone with, if, if I'm right, yeah, I've gone Maguire, Tamore, Gomez, Dunk, I think is in for Tuinzebi. But we'll debate in the end, obviously, with yeah. the surprise ones that you know could come in. Uh, then one Basaka, Trent, Rose, and Chilwell. I think is the same. Fair. Yeah, so I, I went with Shaw instead oh, of Danny Shaw, Rose. Sorry. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Which is, to be honest, I think Danny Rose is a better player. That's more just an age thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. give it the both a year older, and Danny Rose is starting to push. You know, those ages where what's he going to give to the team long term? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of chopping changes with uh, Southgate and him getting these uh, back four. What if he wants to play back five or three? What do you see the outcome being? And do you think with the way the Premier League will go uh, from now till May, do you see the back four sort of cementing their way into the uh, starting 11? Or is it going to be a lot of chopping changing still and maybe even come the, the actual Euros itself, the first game, we might not even know who is starting in Southgate's defence? I think... I think it's quite a good thing in the sense that there is going to be a lot of chopping and change. We don't know who's going to start for England. Right back in particular, you've got Kieran Trippier, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Three completely different right backs, three incredibly talented right backs. Obviously, Kieran Trippier, more question marks over him. But uh, yeah, no, I think there'll be a lot of changes. I think it will be a back four. Who that back four is going to be, I think you probably nail down Maguire starts. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Chilwell probably starts. And after that, it's pretty much undecided. I think the, one of the reasons, sorry, that I did go for Danny Rose was just simply looking at how well he did under Poch when he, you know, changed his system up quite a lot towards the end yeah. of the season. They pushed for the Champions League. Pretty much played him in central midfield at times, like, didn't they? Games where he genuinely played in midfield, but he'd also played in that left side or the back five or whatever. When he played a back three, he's almost a left midfielder. Yeah. But he can also play so well as a in, in that back four. And we've seen how well he does under pressure in that Champions League final. Probably the best player on a pitch in the first half. Yeah. Like the only player that completed any dribble and I think he might have completed two or three yeah. um, from what I remember so uh, I think he's one of those players where you need I think he, he's going to be like at his sort of peak and you want yeah. so I think he's going to be like down to who is who has am, the season I am, I, I am a big fan of Danny Rose I just think Ben Chilwell he's not world class I know a lot of people are big fans of him I'm personally still on the fence about him yeah, and I think long term you need someone that's going to push him and he's not going to guarantee to start Yeah. whereas Danny Rose isn't going to do that in the long term. Luke yeah. Shaw maybe could. I'd, I'd understand because the thing is when international football is so short where you yeah. do need sort of Luke Shaw to get the minutes in this tournament to sort of, you know, step him up to the next one. We've seen how players perform differently to club. Wayne Rooney didn't score his first like competition or like World Cup goal or whatever, sorry, until 2014. Yeah. So times are short in international football. So that's why I understand. It's just like, I think if Danny Rose does go, he starts for me, obviously, ahead yeah. of Chilwell. Chilwell and Luke Shaw are a bit similar for me when they come in the middle of the ball. There's no like explosiveness from them, you know, pure confidence in terms of taking their man on. But again, like in the long term, it could work out with getting, you know, I understand that. A question uh, you said, Marty, uh, Maguire is pretty much nailed on. Does United's form uh, from now to the end of the season have any impact in him being nailed on as a starting for Gareth Southgate? I just can't see him not starting. You think of some of the times when Chris Smalling was starting. Obviously, he's someone that neither of us have selected. Yep. Phil Jones was starting. You know, they were never in particularly good form, but they were getting picked kind of day in, day out for England. I think most expensive centre-back in the world, I think, is a PR nightmare for England if he doesn't start. Yep. And also, I think, 
there's nothing to suggest that he's going to drop off. I mean, Man United, th- there's a lot of negativity about United, and rightly so, but the defence has been pretty good. I think statistically the third best in the league by most defensive metrics. So I think it's hard, it's very hard to see a situation in which Harry Maguire doesn't start for me. Yeah, I agree. I think he's actually a pure Southgate centre-back. I think if, if there was another manager about, I don't know if Maguire would have been at the World Cup last year. I think he might have been um, overlooked, sort of, so... Yeah, it, it just wouldn't make sense for for many reasons for him not to go in there. I wouldn't worry about that. Tomorrow is the one that I think should be partnering him. Potentially yeah. to Nzebe if they create a partnership at United because I know Axel's so well-rounded. Could potentially still work on his heading, which is something I've always said that he has a yeah. problem with considering Obviously, you, you dovetail that with the fact that he's playing with Harry Maguire. Yeah, again, you, you won't need that. It's more about the ball, you know, how good he is on the cover as well, uh, bringing the ball out. So he's, he is like a, again, Southgate defender and... If they both partner each other with each other at Manchester United, they, you know, it's almost tailor-made. So he's sort of the surprise package if Lewis Dunk doesn't get taken for me. Okay, so what is your... Well, is she both going for a, a back four? Um, I'm, uh, yeah, my back four would probably be... It really depends on the game, where you play, whether yeah. it's Trent and if, or And I think that's an interesting point as well, actually. England were quite stubborn tactically. In fact, they were very stubborn tactically at the World Cup. Yeah, I agree. I think we've both gone with centre-backs that can play right-back and left-back. Yeah and obviously play centrally so I think that's key you can't just take players and be like Kieran Trippier is my right back Ashley Young is my left back and I think we want to see an improvement on that and I think the selection so far suggests I think Trent will be good in that sort of system they played in the World Cup and yeah it'd be phenomenal you know again him and Delow are the players I look at where I do want to see them in, in general in football where they can play a bit you know on that right side of the back five Yeah. Um, sort of you know see a bit more of them going forward because they're clearly a lot better attacking and it always frustrates me that the law never really gets that opportunity comfortably on that right side Yeah, and it's again the same situation with Trent for England if they do play the back five I'd rather them play you know there but it depends if you play a back five Trent gets in Wan-Bissaka for me in a back four in like a big game I'm going to trust Wan-Bissaka yeah, a lot more even yeah. bias aside to be if you, if you come up against you know Eden Hazard's Belgium you're playing Wan-Bissaka aren't you you're not playing 100%. Trent Alexander-Arnold 100% yeah. Yeah. these games could come if you've got any uh, opinion on the goalkeepers and defenders so far uh, games by numbers PD uh, on Twitter just send us a tweet with maybe your suggestions that you'd put in or you'd chop and change uh, with Marty's and Abdul's suggestions we're going to go to midfield and Abdul you're going to get things going here please can you put forward uh, as your Gareth Southgate with your waistcoat on uh, wait coat on your midfield please um, there's so many controversial ones in here but I've got PR <laughs> explanation for them to be fair um, I'm going to go with Declan Rice uh, Jordan Henderson uh, Chowdhury Deli Ali, Jesse Lingard now I'm going to stop there just you know in regards to those two really controversial ones um, and then it's just Madison after them in midfield now obviously Deli Ali and, and Jesse Lingard last year you know up to semi-final of the World Cup with England worked so well worked wonders in I, I think our Southgate system yeah. you look at the goal they score you know in Sweden against Sweden sorry and that quarter final Jesse Lingard receives the ball on the you know edge of the box finds the Eliani in the back post sort of shows exactly what they're both capable of um, and I think he used them as both two three eights one both brilliant off the ball hard working midfielders and it just fit what Southgate wanted now the issue that I had with when sort of the team selection happened the squad selection I understand keeping Jesse Lingard out the way United have, play, have been playing the way he's been playing it's understandable Yeah. but you look at who the other night when we were watching them against um, you know Czech Republic like obviously you know you look at the performances in that game quite shocking from Mason Mart I'd say midfield which is a player that I quite like 
But the reason I've not actually included Mason Martin here is because when he's been at his best for England, uh, for Chelsea, he's actually played in that front three. Yeah. And when he's played in midfield three, he looks a little bit lost. He almost has the ability, but he doesn't know. Whereas James Madison comes in and he, he sort of knows. He's got that bite about him in midfield. He can find players... Uh, you can find like Jamie Vardy in between the lines who do it an ideal to, to go if he's not retired. Yeah, obviously got the relationship with Ben Chilwell as well. Again, yeah, and they work that left-hand side so well. So that's why you bring Chilwell in. And I think you need those partnerships across the pitch. Yeah. You look at Spain, you know, when they were at their best winning competitions, you know, every every four years in the World Cup, Euros or whatever, but they had those partnerships. Yeah, they'd have, they'd have triangles of Atletico players, triangles of Barca players. I yeah, think they and that's sort of what that. done well for them when you want to see that for England. So Mason Mount for me, if you bring him, you bring him as a front three player. And I think the, the the attacking line that I've picked, he doesn't get in ahead of what England require. But that and that's in regard to Jesse Lingard and Dele Alli. People, like, their reaction about them getting in, not, you know, not being in the squad the other day, be buzzing about all of that. Yeah. But then looking at the performance of, like, Henderson, Declan Rice and, you know, Mason Mount, and you're like, they definitely performed a lot better last summer and fit exactly what Southgate wanted. So, like I said earlier with the Pickford situation, sometimes you've got to take club football aside in certain situations yeah. not every player but especially players that have looked like they fit where they bring in I and, think in particular yeah. with the way Declan Rice played the other day as well he just was not making the angles to make himself available and I think Deli Alli's the kind of player that can drop deep and force himself to do we've that we've seen him do that with Eric Dyer so well haven't we yeah. over the years as well he's such a clever player and people don't see what he does his numbers speak for themselves yeah. as well such I worked it out earlier today 0.5 goal involvements per game in the Premier League from midfield that is mental mm. that, like, honestly such a young to come in straight from MK Dons and have that influence so yeah. underrated um the, the other point I wanted to make, sorry, uh, for letting you move on to midfielders, was uh, Chowdhury as well. Yeah, I think England have been sort of stuck with a situation where they've got to play Declan Rice. Whereas I think if Chowdhury comes in, then you can play Henderson and Henderson looks a lot better. Because I think Chowdhury might bring you that sort of James Milner or Wijnaldum vibe that he has for Liverpool, where he can get around in midfield, has that bite about him, can win the ball back and then can get it off to Henderson, who's not bad at progressing the ball. Yeah. And then you can have more of a free role man like Madison, who again plays with Chowdhury at Leicester City. So I think he brings us something different to Declan Rice, or you can play him alongside Declan Rice. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Not too many differences in my midfield. I've gone for Hamza Chowdhury as well. Uh, Declan Rice, Deli Ali, James Madison, Jack Grealish and Mason Mount. Oh, Grealish is a good chap. Grealish is a I great chap. Do you think that that will be a squad that can, can scare the opposition when you see a midfield made out of them plays you've just named? Will it, will it bring fear to the... Because what... You know, some of it will be mind games when you're going up against the big European uh, uh, countries. Will they see the players in your squad and think, wow, well, this is going to be a bit of a challenge? Yeah, I think so. I think Jack Grealish on the international stage, obviously a little bit of an unknown entity. But um, 19 chances created in the Premier League this season, that's more than Mo Salah and Christian Eriksen. So I think if you played a midfield three, you're looking at probably Hamza Chowdhury, James Madison, mm-hmm. and then obviously Jack Grealish. is very young, very inexperienced, but... We want to see, look at how inexperienced that Holland team is. And they're, you know, probably favourites to win the tournament. They took time like, out of a competition recently as well. So that's a good point. It's almost like you might not, they might not really smash it in this one. Yeah. But eventually you are building something for the future. And you look at Iniesta and all those guys in 2006, the World Cup, you know, didn't look like the greatest Spanish team. But then when they went to the Euros 2008, they looked like the best side in the world. So Yeah, I think the way England want to play as well, they're missing, obviously, if you're playing Chilwell advanced, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold pushing up and you're playing 2-3-8s, you need a world-class defensive midfielder and we are shy of that. Yeah. But Hamza Chowdhury 
could develop into that for England. He needs to start getting game time, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he needs to definitely be in that England squad, especially uh, with the limitations in that area of the pitch. Yeah. What do you see being the frequent midfield then? I know there might be some chops and changes going against whoever you might come up against in this Euros, but do you believe that you know what, what England's midfield will be or what you'd pick, Abdul? To be honest, mate, like... We don't really know what <coughs> Southgate's going with. We do sort of, actually, obviously with Declan Rice Henderson, but and you wouldn't think he's going to stick with that because it's... Yeah, on, I, I worry it'll end up being Henderson, Rice, Madison. I, I think it'll be that. And to be fair, I don't think it would be as bad as what they currently have. I see those areas of the pitch where Mount was getting in that midfield three and I'm like, Madison makes something happen there. Yeah. And I think the other two allow him to do that. But I'd, I would think, depending on what game it is, if you're going into a big game, I probably would go... Rice, Chowdhury, and potentially then Madison, if you are going yeah. into a big game. Um, Could easily move to a 4-2-3-1 with those players as well. And again, yeah, that, that's the thing. It gives you that flexibility to move into that. But in general, I probably would go Henderson, Chowdhury, because I think you need Chowdhury because there's no midfielder that does right now for England. Yeah, he's such a good ball winner. And then Madison. And then you can have like the likes of Ali, Jesse Lingard, if you want to go back to what you wanted. And I think... Declan Rice, if he had Ali and Lingard, would look better because he'd have to do the all he'd have to do yeah. is genuinely the basics. And yeah, those yeah. Two, he, he always looks better. We say this every week. He looks better as a single pivot. He does, yeah. Which I don't get. Like when West Ham have tried playing him in any other way, he doesn't look so good. I think like Mark Noble doesn't make him look as good. Yeah. But when he's like almost a single pivot and he's got two three eights, I think because of the the whole Lingard and and I think Madison brings you that as well. Mount hasn't figured out his movement. I think in midfield, yeah, which he doesn't is, look which that is great enough. off the ball. So it's understandable. He's still young, but. What Jesse Lingard and Deli Ali were giving you last World Cup was like getting beyond their midfield, the opposition's midfield. And when they received the ball, they were effective for Gareth Southgate. I remember Jesse Lingard, I think he, he you know, he completed like 93% of his passing yeah, in the, in the World Cup well. in the final third. So that is impressive for me because, again, people don't want to see him in a side. But considering what type of player is to keep the ball there, and it shows how he's so into what Gareth Southgate wants. Yeah, again, he, same with he offers Ali. more defensively than. Um, People give him credit for, I think, as well, Jesse yeah. Lingard. I was watching the United one Tottenham nil back for work the other day, and that goal does not happen if he's not anticipating the pass in midfield. Yeah. I think you need players like that. He's such an intelligent player. There's, there's a lot of examples of that. And it's, again, if we talk about United, is the fact that we've never really seen him play in that role. Do yeah. you think that United would have tried that in certain games? Maybe go on McTominay, Lingard, Pogba, or McTominay. You know, I mean, currently you want to try anything at United, and it's weird yeah. that Southgate's tried that for England, and it's yeah. been successful, but... It's not been tried. I think it's easy to say, and obviously Jesse Lingard's got massive flaws in his game, but it's easy to say no goals and assists since whenever. But like I say, that game against Spurs, he creates that goal. He doesn't assist it, he doesn't score it, but it's his movement to win it back, his pass to Pogba. I think it's well worth taking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right, so time for the uh, strikers. Uh, You need to give us your strikers, please, my, and we'll go and have a debate about them. What do you think will be Southgate's strikers? So I'm going for Jadon Sancho, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford. Raheem Sterling, Tammy Abraham and Calum Hudson-Odoi. Matt, uh, Abdul? I'm going to go with Callum Hudson-Odoi, Sancho, Kane, Sterling, Rashford and Abraham. Exactly the same. Exactly, exactly same, yeah. the same. So when you see the starting lineups come out, who are the, the, is it the three that will be on the attacking lineup for, for England, Abdul? Um, I think going off what we're currently at, it would be Sterling, Sancho, Kane. But... Yeah. There are currently flaws in their performances, I think, for England. In terms of last game, I think like Kane was good when he dropped in and found passes. I, f- I think he played Harry Kane as a false nine last night, you know, or yeah, whenever it was. Because it was. you see, he dropped in and then Sterling 
and Sancho would run into that central area, yeah. and that's literally what a false nine does. And, and that, Harry Kane, does, that does not suit his skill set in any way. That, that was my issue with the massive flaws in the last game because the game before was different. I think the one, was it Kosovo, where there was like a goal fest? And that, yeah, yeah. They looked a lot more fluid, but Kane was dropping in and he did find good passes. I think he's not he's an underrated passer of the ball because he yeah. found decent ones. But Sancho isn't that guy to come Better in midfielder than Harry Winkson would say. He definitely is. <laughs> um, but like literally, like if you look at Sancho the game before, Sancho receives the ball out wide and makes things happen. He's not yeah. the guy to storm into the box. If you are going to play like that, then I'd rather Rashford. Yeah. Because like if you use go back to that Tottenham United game when we talk about Jesse Lingard and how that area, the pitch that Rashford plays in where he storms into the box off the right-hand side. Yeah. That, if you play that sort of system, I think that suits someone like Rashford a bit more. But if you play a sort like a pure front three, I'd play those three. Yeah, it just depends how Southgate leaves, and that that's the people you can't really simplify things. You can go with a four three three, but it depends how those front three play. Yeah, yeah. For me, that was a major problem though, having Harry Kane as the trigger for Sterling and Sancho to get into the box because he's always been a volume shooter. That's always been what he's yeah. been best at getting shots off. So you need him around the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you think about the the players you mentioned in your squad, there, how far do you think the the England team now on current form in the Premier League? I know that players can get better; some players can even drop off form. How well do you think right now that England squad can do going forward in the Euros, Abdul? Um, it's, it's a bit weird. I think they require serious tactical flexibility. Um, again, Southgate. I don't think Southgate's Southgate's a bit of a weird one. I think people have underrated and overrated him quite a bit within the last 12 months like literally so much like you see it like people think that he's not how I think he's such a good man manager and I think once he's got a system that's drilled in it works and he knows what he wants and it and sometimes he's not got the required personnel or the quality like we've seen last World Cup I think that system could work with a bit more quality the one that he went with last season in the World Cup sorry but with what he's currently got you want to see him switch it up now he's gone with the 4-2-3-1 a lot of the time it's not worked out then the 4-3-3 I think he needs to be maybe a bit more like Poch. Yeah. Sort of what he's given us because it's sort of the similar profile players. Yeah. Like a lot of the Spurs around. players still in there as well. Again, like and, and Trippier, who's obviously left Spurs, but he's still around. He could use him or he can use Trent. He will give you both. So, um, yeah, again, I think he requires a bit more tactical flexibility. I mean, he's got to be a little bit more aggressive as well, Southgate. I've seen conversations where I don't know if it's him or people around him have said things around Sancho where they've been like, you know, we want to play Sancho, but we've got to get the game won first. And it's like, this is the best creative passer in Europe. He's this winning is, games This, for this isn't a kid that you're bringing on as a morale boost to make yeah. everyone feel good. And just things like that, I think you've got to be looking, to answer your question, Joe, you've got to be looking at the semi-finals mm-hmm. as a minimum, but he's just got to be a bit more aggressive. For me, if Harry Kane continues to drop off, he shouldn't just go. Well, he, sh- he, sh- he should go, but he should not start as England's number nine if he's in this form yeah. that he's in. He's had... I think I worked out earlier that he's had less shots on target from inside the box this season than Jordan Ayew. He does not deserve to start on He has dropped off in terms of... And and Tammy Abraham's the joint top scorer in the Premier League. I think Tammy Abraham should be starting for England currently. Yeah, and you know, if if we do, I think we're about, is it a quarter of the way into the season? And if you kind of, you know, roll out over three extra times and they've got the same stats, I think Tammy Abraham should start. But for me, the worry is that you know, Kane will still start. Yeah. Jordan Henderson could have a bad season and still I've start. seen a game last last World Cup as well where Harry Kane was dropping in and doing this as well. It was the same yeah. thing, final passes. And there was a game against Liverpool for Spurs where he did that. Like, he's got that, but you want him near the box. Yeah. And I think if you've got Sancho, then why do you need them to come out? Because Sancho yeah. is so and Madison good at beating as well. his man. Mm-hmm. And Madison. Like, 
Madison should right now I think Abraham Madison should be starting in this team and I think that actually allows Raheem Sterling to it gets the best out of Sterling because Abraham's hold up is brilliant and I think when there's good movement around him like we've seen you know when Pulisic and Pedro you know have got the right moves around him he can turn and just one bang it in like he's yeah. such an impressive striker to watch and I think Sterling gives you that and he can find him off the ball yeah, as well. So, so that's that uh, shots on target from inside the box where Harry Kane's behind Jordan Ayew. Uh, Tammy Abraham's second in the league behind Timo Puke. That's brilliant. Yeah, so mm. again, it, on numbers and performances, you know, you want Abraham, I think, in ahead of Kane currently. Yeah. So we're going to now uh, rattle things up. Uh, we have um, we've picked our 23-month squad, but we're going to do, I'll give you maybe a w- one wild card each. Is that all right with you boys, or have you got more than one? One wild card each, I'm making you pick. You can do little honourable mentions, but you can pick one one that you think is the wild card. Uh, my? So, should we start with honourable mentions? Honourable mentions, throw so, some names out there. Tyrone Mings, obviously, I think people will mm-hmm. be fuming that we've not put him in. Todd Cantwell? Yeah. Harry Winks? We're not big fans of him, but obviously, a yeah, lot people, of people, people are, think yeah, we should yeah. go. Uh, Chris Smalling started the season incredibly well. I think if he continues his form, he's got a real good shout. Yeah, again, Obviously didn't go like, to the World Cup. we've had limited defenders that on the ball and stuff like that. Yeah, that making it, but Smalling doesn't go, which just doesn't make sense for me. But um, is there anyone else you got in terms of? Um, I think Lundstrom was the other one in terms of honourable mentions. Oh, fair enough. Fantasy football legend. Um, yeah, Lundstrom's a good shot actually. So go on then, one, 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 one each that you're going to put forward, Abdul. Uh, I was thinking between Callum Wilson, obviously. Yeah. He's, he's probably literally like the first in that list or Axel to Anzebe just because I think again to Anzebe if he gets like six months playing for United now yeah or going up to the if they Orals, maintain being the third best defence in the league as well yeah and, and he partners Maguire then you can't argue against bringing him maybe ahead of Dunk but Callum Wilson for me just how reliable he is in front of goal how yeah. much he brings his, his teammates into play and I think then you have three different strikers you've got Abraham who can do a bit of both you've got Kane who's if he can get back to his form which I'm pretty sure he can. I think once Spurs sort the situation out, I can see him getting back to what he is. He's a natural goal scorer. And then you've got Wilson, who, again, does a bit of everything, but mainly can nip in behind defences and get in the end of ball. So I think Wilson's what I'll put in ahead and then Axel just behind him. But Wilson's the main guy for me. Fair enough. For me, I'd want to go with someone that I know can consistently find good quality shots. You know, if Kane drops off, that becomes a concern. Sterling, historically, hasn't been great for England. That's true. Although he's picked it up recently. So for me... You want someone that's turned into a bit of a shot monster and I'd go Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes, oh, that's a good one. Obviously got the Leicester connection with Madison and Joel as well. I think Cantwell and Barnes are a good shout for this because just because they're both different wingers, aren't they? They're yeah. both similar in terms of what they do. But um, I think they're different wingers, you know, in terms of, you know, being the pure workhorses. You know, you just see the way they're on at defenders. Yeah. And bringing in that work ethic but not really like pure inside strikers. I think it's also like worth pointing out as well, I've not got the stats on this, but Harvey Barnes seems to get fouled an awful lot yeah. in good positions. And if there's one thing Hurricane is good at at the minute, it's scoring penalties. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so just getting them in and then sub Harry Kane on the yeah. Yeah. ball in the back yeah. of the net. But one, one shout about Cantwell as well. A few weeks into the season, he was second um, and shots taken in a six-yard box as well. So yeah. Um, just after Haller, who's an absolute animal yeah, in that area. You almost you can't count him in that metric. Yeah, it's you just, just can't joke. count him. So <laughs> Cantwell is a good shout, and uh, Barnes, I really like Barnes and the look of him. So they could surprise us going into the Euro shout. I'm sure that someone will be listening back to this when the actual England squad is announced, and we'll see how many ticks we got and how many crosses we got. Uh, we will be back as normal talking about the five biggest questions in the five biggest leagues in Europe. Uh, games by numbers returns as the action returns and the international break falls. Uh, we have been Joe McGrath. Abdul. 
And obviously, Marty. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, go follow us on Twitter as well. Games by Numbers PD.